Hey, Shelvies. Buckle up for a new episode of the Shelved Books Podcast, where every writer is a story that may never see the light of day. This is the podcast where authors share the stories that they shelved, the manuscripts that they may never publish. Then they explore the reason why they shelved this story. Welcome to the Shelved Books Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Shelf Books Podcast. Thank you, Kaz, for that awesome intro. You really knock our socks off every time you do our intro for us and our outro. We are linking Kaz's, DJ Kaz's um, links everywhere in the link tree and the description down below. So make sure to check him out. We are your hosts. Angie. Santa. And Christy, Christy Berman. <laughs> We're working on that, but we will, get <laughs> we will get there. And today we are so excited. Um, if, way before I hit the record button, I was already pretty much gushing over our guest today because really she is a multi-best-selling author and her, like I was telling her, her debut novel, Seducing Cinderella, like seriously i it just made me want to be her when when i grow up that was the kind of impact that book had on me and when i read that book so she is a usa today bestseller a new york times bestseller welcome everybody gina maxwell welcome like anytime i enter a room maybe or we have to blow horn or something too. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> music on. And again, with that staff, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, Gina Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> I am having like goosebumps for like right now. Um, so Gina, again, thank you for being with us today. Can you for our listeners and for our viewers who have yet to discover you, which I sincerely doubt if you haven't heard of Gina Maxwell, please, please, after this podcast, head on, head on to Amazon or where you buy books, because seriously. So Gina, please give us a little bit more about yourself, just so that for our listeners and for our viewers, tell us a little more about you. Oh gosh, that's always the hardest part, isn't it? Um, I have been a public, well, as of like, three days from now or four days from now it'll be my 10th anniversary as a published author that was Cinderella's debut back in 2012 so that's a big milestone for me um and I've got by the end of the year I should have like 17 18 published novels um and mostly are all contemporary romance um all on this very steamy side no matter what my subgenre is, I'm always on that higher uh, steamy scale. Um, and then I'm also debuting into the fantasy genre this fall. So. Nice. Yay. Excited about that. Geeking yeah. over here. Geeking over here. <laughs> like auto smash by button right there. Right. You know, because for me, like, when you add fantasy and steamy together, it's just magic, right? It's like the best yeah. in the world. Yes, it's, mm -hmm. it's like wine and dark chocolate 
it oh, works yeah, yeah. so much and <laughs> which is why we're going to talk about we're going to talk a little bit more about your latest releases once we finish once you finish sharing with us your shell book story because um like i was you know like what christine and angie know the genesis of this podcast is that every writer has a shelf book and um and, or whether they want to you know and then that's like a story that's never really told a lot of what we talk about in other podcasts is that you know like what are you writing tips publishing tips uh how to get an agent things that are part of the publishing industry or writing but we never really talk about those books that have been shelved that maybe may never see the light of day or may see the light of day it's not it's not you know um sometimes we may even try to convince you hmm, maybe you should try <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. We, have, we, we've, you know, we've um our our one of our main goals is to have like one of those shelf books see the light of day and maybe even become a new york times bestseller sure. <laughs> and then, yeah and then we have <laughs> it here first so. <laughs> <laughs> so that's us that's the vibe right there so uh if you could tell us what is your shelf book story so my shelf book story is um, it's called Desires of a Soul, and it's the first book I ever wrote, which is, I'm sure, a lot of what these, you know, stories are. Um, and I kind of started writing. I never intended to be an author. I never had any desires or even thoughts about being a writer or an author, um, not because I didn't want to be, but I just never even considered it as an option. To me, it was like. It was almost like when I was growing up, nobody said, hey, if you if you like writing, you could be an author. It was almost like that's what other people do. You know, other people who are authors become authors. You know, I just was good at writing stories in English class. You know, I never considered I wasn't I'm not one of those authors that's like, oh, I knew from the time I was in kindergarten <laughs> to be a writer, um, which, you know, is super inspiring. But I just I wasn't one of those people. I was going to be um, a singer, dancer, actor. So that was my <laughs> Broadway or, you know, on the silver screen. That was my destiny. Um, so, <laughs> so um, I never considered writing, but in 2009, um, I was a huge Gina Showalter fan. Um, still am to this day. She is like my, my unicorn author. Um, and I was graciously reading her Lords of the Underworld series, which you can't really tell, but. <laughs> um, and I was at, at a time in my life where um, the kids were finally in school full time. And um, so I was having a lot of time to read and I finished one of her books. It was um, the one about Aaron, who's the Lord of pain wrath. Anyway, I finished the book and I can remember having this sense of awe. Like I was so invested in these characters to the point where like I was I was seriously worried for them and I was so invested. 
relationship and they're happy ever Ooh. after that last page it was just and I was sad it was it was like leaving my best friends behind you know and I thought to myself like what a powerful talent to have where you can affect someone so deeply and profoundly with people that don't exist yeah. especially yeah. can't exist because they're they're paranormal you know they yeah it's possible um and so as I was laying in bed I just was like if I was going to throw two characters together, who would I put together? And I start. I came up with, because uh, I was big into vampires at the time, um, and there was some vampiric qualities to some of the lords and things like that, you know, I, I was like, okay, it's going to be a, a vampire. There were college-age kids. It was a, vamp, a guy and a girl who were best friends growing up, and then, you know, he got turned into a vampire after a college party, and then he had to disappear, you know, and I just kept going with, like, okay, well, what's his backstory? What's her backstory? How did they become friends? You know, and I just kept, like, making up this story in my head, and the further I got along with it, the more invested in these characters I became, right? Mm -hmm. um, I also have what I call goldfish memory, and can't remember anything longer than three seconds. <laughs> like, if I don't write this down, I'm going to forget them. And then because at that point, like it was like a month into it, you know, me just thinking all the time, like while I'm doing the dishes, while I'm doing, you know, driving in the car, feeding the kids. Um, <laughs> and I said, if I don't write this down, I'm going to forget them. And at that point, it's going to feel like they've died. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you love someone so much, whether they're real or not, like when they're gone, they're gone. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I'm just going to start writing their story for me. And maybe a few friends will read it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I started typing away on my laptop when the kids would go to bed or when they were in school. And um, the more I wrote, obviously, now the more I'm invested in the story. And I thought, maybe I'll try to get published. What's the worst they can tell me? No, big deal. I didn't lose anything. Now I still have a book for myself and my friends. Who cares, right? So I Googled how to write fiction well. <laughs> I literally Googled how to write well. Like I knew I had the raw talent for it, you know, just based on English classes and things that I've, you know, um, but I didn't quite know, you know, all of the, the technique stuff that we learn over the, the yeah. time, you know, stuff and how to like story arc and the character, the GMCs and, you know, all the technical stuff. So I let, read as much as I could, blogs, articles, books, you know, that, um, like you said, all, everyone in the industry suggests, you know, like, go here, go here, read this. Um, I became a blogger and got involved in the, you know, blogging community for writers. Um, and then when I got to that point, I, I Googled how to get published with a, an agent or a, a, you know, publishing house. And I went that route. Um, it took me three years. There was 14 complete rewrites of the book. Um, wow. Wow. Revisions over three years, um, several critique partners. Um, and uh, I finished it while working. <laughs> at the time, we were living in Pittsburgh, just outside of Pittsburgh. And at the time, I was working part-time at a family video store. 
um, full-time as a temp in um, uh, a corporate office. Wow. And I was really good at the alt tab shortcut. <laughs> when I was at the office, I'm like, writing my book, writing my book, coming alt tab. And now it's a spreadsheet. <laughs> I love it. I, I, love know it. it. I know it. Yes. Yeah. So I, mean, I got all my work done. I, you know, but like, I wasn't like the ambitious person where I was like, oh, I just finished all my work. What else can I do? It was like, no. <laughs> So um I literally finished it while working at that job. I think I hit the end like during, you know, between eight to five or at, at work or something. And um, but like I said, that was you know major rewrites. And uh I started um submitting to different agents and um a couple of mid-list, you know, the the publishing houses that allowed submissions without an agent. Um, and I was rejected 30 times. And then what might be a little bit different about this shelving story is that it was actually my first contract. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it was my first contract in March of 2012 and Tangled Publishing um, contracted me for the trilogy. It was a trilogy. I had two chapters in, in book two and I've written a third of book three. Mm, wow. Book two, I was like, and now I don't know what happens, but I do know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they say book two is the hardest, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it just was not coming to me. So um, I got contracted for the trilogy, um, but what happened is I, at the time we had moved from Pittsburgh now to San Antonio and um, I was on un unemployment because of that and I said to um, my editor slash publisher I said this is so exciting um, however because we were planning on putting it out um, in you know mass market uh, paperback at the time um, it wasn't going to come out for like a year and then you know to a year and a half and then you don't get royalties you know you don't see royalties from that for like another three to six months after that and my employment was going to run out in a few months right and i said this is my dream come true honestly but just so you know in a couple of months i'm going to have to get a regular job so this is going to affect my writing schedule i just want you to know that and she's like no 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 i don't want you to do that i want you to be a full-time writer i said don't we all <laughs> right so, the bills say otherwise <laughs> she said well how about you write um a quick category romance we'll put it out digitally and that will bring you in you know some money every month to carry you through while we work on this paranormal trilogy um and i said that's awesome what is a category romance <laughs> He goes, you know, it's the ones with all the tropes. I said, fabulous. What's a trope? <laughs> I was like, hi, baby. Oh, hello, sweet summer child. I had no idea. <laughs> so she gave me a couple of examples. Yada, I came up with Seducing Cinderella. I wrote it in two months. We published it. Wow. And as just like, just something to put out so that I could get a little bit of money. And then in four weeks, completely surprised to all of us, it hit the lists 
and became this like crazy sleeper head. Um, and that is how I accidentally became a contemporary romance author. <laughs> That's a fantastic story. You know, right? <laughs> So that's, that's fantastic. That's my that because it was, uh, well, now you have to write the next book in this series. And I was like, um, okay. Right. <laughs> um, Waiting for love series. And then, you know, the shameless series. And that, like, I just became this contemporary romance author. And um, when I originally wanted to write paranormal. And um, so it just, it was like indefinitely set on the back burner. Um, eventually. My, I asked for my rights back for it because we weren't going to do anything with it at, at Entangled. So I said, you know, can I, can I, can we cancel the contract? And she said, you know, absolutely. Um, she gave me the rights back and I have since worked on it. And boy, is that tough because mm. that was my original writing. You know what I mean? Like I've yeah. grown so much since then. But I believed in that story so much that I couldn't scrap it. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to like fix what was there. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I went through it and I tried, I did my best to fix what was there. It was really hard. Um, I am currently sitting for the last couple of years, I'm sitting at the last six chapters, but I haven't. Yeah. But I edited, I just, they're the ones that need the most work. And I'm like, Oh look, I I have to go wash my cat. You know, I mean, I'm why I shouldn't edit those last six chapters. But um, if I do edit the last six chapters, um, the Kiss uh, serialized reading app wants to publish it. Nice, so, that's very cool. Yeah, we'll see what happens with it, but. Um, and like I said, I had like the two chapters of book two and like a third of the book three. Um, yeah, it was, it was a crazy situation. I love that story. I think it's fantastic that it's actually what led you to becoming a famous author. And right. at the same time, that's not what led you to the being this. It's just like this dual yeah. thing. It's, it's great. Dichotomy. It's very cool. And I love mm -hmm. it. And when you were working on the like when you picked it back up and you started working on it, like what, what did you find that was the hardest? Like, did you almost like just, okay, I'll rewrite this story. It'll be easier. I know what the story is now. I could rewrite it. Or were you really working on the chapters? Like, yeah, I worked chapter by chapter. It was like a huge line edit basically where I wow. literally like almost every line. Um, oh, wow. Some good parts in it that I, you know, like some, uh, uh, you know, every once in a while I'd read the line and I was like, wow, that was a good job, new Gina. You know? <laughs> that was a good one. Um, but yeah, I I did like pretty much like a line by line edit. I just wow. myself to do a com another complete rewrite. Um, so I I tried to just fix what was there and it was not easy, that's for sure. Uh you still big. have the same. Oh, did you still have the same connections with the characters that you had when you originally started writing it or? I think, yes, I, I really do. I mean, you know, people, we all talk about like the books of our heart. Um, and, and that truly was for me. Um, I really love my origin story for my vampires. Uh, I think I have a lot of great symbolism in it. Um, and 
I just really believed. I love friends to lovers um, stories because there's that already that connection and that foundation and that history there that they can play off of. And um, yeah, I mean, I didn't realize I was writing new adult at the time. I don't think new adult was a thing back then. Um, mm -hmm. But that was the age that I was writing was college age. So uh, which I haven't really done since. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I love those characters and I still want them to get their happily ever after. And, um, yeah, at this point though, when, once I got to like those last six chapters, I was finding myself, I don't want to say losing interest because I'm not losing interest. It's just, I think I've worked on it for so long, yeah. you know, 2009 and it's not that I worked on it from 2012 until like a couple of years ago, cause I hadn't, you know, it was like, I had all that time off, but when you pick that back up, That's um, hard. yeah, it, it just, it really was hard. And I, uh, I don't know, it's, it's really hard to explain, but I still love the story. I still love the characters. Um, I, all of uh, the readers that have been with me since the very beginning have been waiting <laughs> like whenever I'm like, oh, I've got big news coming out. You know, there's like a handful of them that would be like, is it dots? Is it I have a good uh good group of them that have been on my ass for that for a good long time now. Are you pulling in? Are you pulling an R.R. George Martin there where your, your readers are just sitting on the edges of their seats yeah. waiting? So what we learned from this is you'll make a TV show out of it and then you'll finish it, right? Right, now make sure the really muck up the ending so that <laughs> Yes. I didn't like that ending. Let me rewrite the good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh. So like maybe didn't you ever like feel like maybe like what was what's like stopping you from like editing the last six chapters is that it would finally be done? Like I think you're right, Kate. I yeah. think it's when you're done and you have to finally let it go, it's not there anymore. It's not yeah. there to yeah. be rewritten anymore because definitely you have the writing chops to yeah. to finish editing. And um, maybe it's that. It's that if I finish this, then it's time to let that go, which you have been doing on for mm -hmm. like 2009. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the emotional investment. Yeah. yeah. If, if you look at it, this is a kid that's going to college. That's yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so like, sure, yeah. yeah. So if you finish and hit submit, then you know. So it's like you're you're you're, you're finally like you have to move on to the second book and the third. Yes. And it's kind of, you know, it's that. It's all. Yeah. Is it like? Are you? It's also like a part of like letting go. Like. Yeah. You know, I think you're right. I think it's very hard for me to say, okay, it's done. And, you know, not only the letting go part, but then, then it has, then it, it's being judged, right? Yeah. And, and it's your first. <laughs> enough for us to do that with our regular books and for something that 
you know, I started so long ago and with my original, and then I tried to like fix into something that's, you know, more worth my caliber from, for, from writing now. I think that's probably also a little bit of my fear is that, and it's going to be, you know, all of these, and maybe like the buildup has been so, so much for my original readers. Yeah. And what if it doesn't measure up? And so, yeah, there's probably a whole lot of neurotic little things that have to and then they're not they're not yours anymore right like I mean they're the worlds and yeah I can see Kate I think you're right like I mean and it's like that with every book that you press submit but this one might be closer to your heart because it means so much to your career yeah yep that's amazing yeah because you know started you on this path that led to you know led to so much success and 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 to discover so many other stories and then it's there it's waiting for you to finish for it to be finished and you know it's like when it's done it's you know it's done so it's, it's part of it like this is also one of the reasons why um the shelf book podcast is also important because it's like when can you tell when is it time to let go like regardless of it being published or not like when can you tell Oh, I need to let go of this one, just so yeah, I can. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like uh, because I'm pretty sure there are fledgling writers out there who refuse, who are refusing to let go, um, mm. because you know they think, oh, if I fix it a little, just a little more, if I edit it just one more time, it's good. And then you would think, but there are other stories that you can write too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a thing in over editing. Yeah. Right out of it. Because yes. You know, just the soul into I definitely yeah. know that if seducing if I never read Seducing Cinderella, if it never existed, I would be less of a reader hadn't I not read that book. So the fact that I know this story, that that book led to seducing, <laughs> I'm like, right. oh, thank God it got shelved because. <laughs> Cinderella so you know and 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 the rest of the books that followed but at the same time after you tell the story I want to read this book yes, <laughs> right? so, you know because, um there's there one there's very few like college age like vampire stories um yeah. it's always usually relegated to YA or adult and yeah. you know so it's kind of to hear a college-age vampire story is like, oh, oh, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> vampires and angels. So, oh, yeah, oh my gosh, like, angels too. What, Gina? Now you have to finish it. Oh my gosh, yes. It's all very theologically based. So, the <gasps> vampires. Um, the original vampire is Abel because when Cain killed him um you know and god came down and and said to cain you know where's your brother and he said you know the famous line is i am not my brother's keeper um god went to abel he of course knew what happened went to abel and said you have two choices you can either pass on and sit with me you know at the right hand and blah 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 and live with me for eternity or you can become your brother's keeper um during the nighttime when the devil's whispers are the strongest 
So they present. So cool. I know that's a great premise. Another <laughs> version of Guardian Angel. <laughs> I know. Not <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> So yeah, they become like um, a tangible guardian angel for humans at night because that's when the devil's strongest. Um, but then the devil, of course, creates his own version, you know, like a bastardized version of the vampires with his own blood and strips their souls. So there's soulless vampires called the Diablos Umbra, which um, in Latin means the devil's shadow. And so they are the bad vampires, and then there's the, the keepers who are the good vampires. Well, in order to battle the bad vampires, now you need a group of hunters. So there's hunters that are the ones that are trying to kill the bad ones. Um, and this it's all based off of the ancient um, competition or war between God and the devil of who can be the greatest ruler of who has the most souls in the end. Well, of course, and cheat and every time he strips someone's soul and makes them um a diablo sombra you know he's got another soul so that's his his way of cheating the system um and there's of course a prophecy and you know the, it's got everything oh a little bit of everything oh, it sounds so good she's half angel and doesn't you know no one knows it until so when he is, when Dominic is turned into a vampire after they graduate from college, he has to, uh, he can't be around her anymore. So she thinks he's dead for six years, you know, prologue, he comes back into her life because now she's in danger because she's the one who can pretty much, you know, wipe out the Diablo Sombra kind of a thing which, you know, you figure out with all the, the prophecy stuff. And um, yeah, it's, now I want to go work on those six chapters. Yeah, <laughs> I know, it's so good. We did it. It will be because of y'all. So just, oh, God. Oh, it sounds so good. I have a very question. What is that? Gina, Miss Maxwell. Yeah. Can't I buy this book? intense that was just kind of like oh, <laughs> yeah no I really I really do I need to finish those six chapters very cool and very nice we great are story in, yeah we are in awe that you shared that story with us we, <laughs> this is what really we, we never expect what the shell book will be and it's like every in each and every time it's like wow <laughs> reaction and i don't i don't know where to move on from there i i i i'm just okay one i'm just really happy that there is still a possibility that we will be able to read this book and that i am so excited and i am i'm thankful that it took a back seat because it 
opened up the floodgates to other things. But I think now is a great time for it because the floodgates have been opened. Yeah. And that it's the kind of book that deserves to be read by many, 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 many okay. people. Thank you. Definitely. Really having a good time. And I'm very happy that um, I'm getting back into my my paranormal my paranormal roots now with the new fantasy series and just kind of exploring back what I mean I read romance long before I, I became a huge paranormal, you know, you go through sometimes you go through those subgenre, you know, kicks where you just you know, you start reading historical a lot and then you read, you know, yeah. I, when, once I found Gina Showalter, I found her in the library. I had never heard of her. I was like, oh, sounds good. Man, I read that first, that first book. So I don't cry when I read. I cry during movies, sometimes, sometimes Geico commercials, depending on the time of the month. <laughs> like, I cry at all these other things, but I've never cried when I read books, like even if like someone dies, like I, for whatever reason, books just, I mean, I feel everything. I just, it doesn't ever really get me to that point of crying. And The Darkest Night, which is book one in Janine Showalter's Lord of the Underworld series, there was a time at, you know, like the climax of the book where I got misty-eyed and I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, you know, you just, um, now since then, I have cried, but the only person that's made me cry is um, my best friend, Rebecca Yaros, who is a very talented author, and she will just make you ugly cry. Oh. I don't know. It could be another one that I am like <sighs> gearing up to invite here because her books as well. It's like The Last Letter is my favorite book of all time. Um, and I like, so I help her plot these books, so I know what's coming. And I read the book. I know it's <laughs> which I, you know, I was like preparing myself for. And I still, I'm talking, I was bartending at the time. I was a part-time bartender for five years just for funsies. And I was at the bar and like these people are at the end of the bar because it was during the day. So it was just, you know, a couple of regular townies or whatever. So I'm reading on my Kindle and I get to the part and I, I was, I start, I'm not kidding, ugly crying. Oh like, no. Make, you know, sound. So I'm doing that old. Like, <laughs> <laughs> making it worse. Like I'm having some sort of a fever or <laughs> and they're giving me these looks and then they left. And I mean, for the last hour of the book, I'm crying. She's, she tears your heart apart, but she's really good at sewing it back together. But oh good. I, like, look what you did to me. <laughs> you know, she's like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely you should absolutely um absolutely yeah. her shoes. <laughs> oh, I oh my god, I really seriously, I'm like oh, okay, we're going to switch gears <laughs> because I'm trying to wrap my mind around like really wanting to read your book <laughs> we're gonna have christine has some uh there is a segment we have a uh quick answer quick question answer portion um so 
Uh, it's like a speed round, speed question. Speed round. And, okay. and, and like the faster you answer, you don't have to answer like a ton of words. It can be like two or three, like yeah. just for fun so that we get to know you a little bit better. Okay. And I'm gonna try it. Okay. Can you hear the clock or is that too low? No, no, I'll just add it in. You'll add it in, okay. Okay, so here it goes. Favorite reading spot, real or imagined? Uh, bad. Something or someone you couldn't live without? My kids. Plotter or pantser? Oh, used to be a pantser, now I'm a plotter. <laughs> give yourself, give your 18 year old self a few words of advice. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we won't ask. Favorite subject in school and does it show in your writing? English and yes. Very nice. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Nice. It doesn't show. Author, actor, or artist that influenced you the most? Gina Showalter. Favorite productivity hack? Pacemaker. Get it. Oh. Pacemaker. Okay, we'll look into it. Your best quality that you think? <laughs> That's what. And finally, last question: Ice cream in a cup or in a cone? Oh, depends. Am I driving? Where, <laughs> your best one, the, the one that you you think about. Cone or cup if I'm driving. Okay. And bonus questions: With sprinkles or without? Without. All right. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Who else were like answering the questions in their head? <laughs> one because I, I didn't really um, process the imagined part so I was just like where in my house do I like to read and then I and then after I answered I was like oh imagined and then it would have been like in a hammock on a beach because the I like that answer too <laughs> that sounds like a fabulous answer yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right before we wrap up final questions Angie anything uh, um no I'm just still in awe. So I just wanted to really, really good just for my, my self-esteem. Well, because it's like, you know, especially just hearing about your um your shelf book and you know, and just kind of because in some ways, you know, it touches because you know I, I write and I have a few shelf books and you know, just just hearing how you went through all you know the rewrites and, and having it be so close and um and that you still have that love for your book that you have you know and it just um you know it just really kind of sorry um made me think about you know how much some of the books that I have shelved how much they meant to me you know and how much I would love for them to someday find a home and and yeah. have people read but then there's also still that they were written so long ago <laughs> you know they aren't the same as what I would write now and and yeah. just your you know the fears that it wouldn't be received well or that you know you, you've grown so much that it's just not the same and so that really touched um you know a part of me that i feel as well and i just wanted to thank you for being willing to share that with us um yeah i, I do really appreciate it because that is you know something personal and and we do appreciate that you were able to to open up to us about that so yeah. final question final thoughts 
Thank you. <laughs> like, thank you. I think that's, it's fantastic. And I absolutely love the idea of the duality of that story. And I, I hope, I sincerely hope that you finish those six last chapters. Well, I have to now, so. I've <laughs> <laughs> reignited the passion for it. So yeah, I'm definitely going to. Fantastic. We did our job. That's we right. Inspired <laughs> by Kiss. <laughs> we did our job. So Gina, tell our listeners, tell our viewers where they can find you and about your latest release and where they can find it. Okay. Um, you can find me at my website at ginalmaxwell.com. There is an L in there. Um, and you know, that will have point you to all of my online homes. If you are on Facebook at all, please hang out with me in my reader group. We have so much fun in there. Um, you can just search for the Maxwell mob. Um, and, you know, if you like dirty jokes and dirty memes <laughs> and pictures of, and videos of hot guys, like that's literally all we do in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's no judgment. Um, we're very close-knit group and we just love, love to have fun. Um, that's where I hang out the most uh, online. Um, it's where I, I say it's where my readers become my friends, honestly. Oh. Um, yeah. And um, otherwise, you know, I'm on Instagram. I'm trying to learn this TikTok thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, know the feeling. <laughs> now everyone's finding me on TikTok because of um, the, the Dark King, which is my upcoming release, which I want everyone pre-order please um it is my my reintroduction into the fantasy genre um it is uh about the dark fae and they uh are in so basically the origin story of the dark fae is they were um banished from the world of fairy along with the light fae for causing issues with the one true queen so she was like you're out of here and she banished them to the hero world or hero world human world <laughs> Um, which was uh, Joshua Tree, uh, like 400 years ago. So it was just like basically our desert. And the Light Fae went one way and built up Phoenix. And the Fae went another way and um, created Vegas. And you now the Dark Fae is great. in the city yeah. where debauchery and sin lives and you know the nightlife and, and all that stuff. So they basically rule it. Um, like mafia, you know, did it or does in our <laughs> so um it's got that mafia-esque uh feel to it. It's urban, it's contemporary, but yet it's got all of these, you know, um light fantasy elements to it. Um so that's the Dark King. You can pre-order it already. You can already pre-order the second book in the series, which is the Rebel King, which I really should start writing. Um <laughs> like 500 words in it i'm like oh it's that yeah the rebel king or the i'm sorry the dark king comes out september 27th and you can pre-order pre it everywhere already um it's also available on netgalley if you'd like to request it um and if you look up like the hashtag the dark king on tiktok you'll find all of these cool unbox unboxings of um these promo boxes that Entangled has been sending out to book bloggers. They are fantastic. They came with like um, uh, 
not obviously a real diamond necklace, but a fake, like, I mean, it was actually, it's a beautiful necklace. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're just gorgeous. So it's getting a lot of um, screen time. So nice. Yeah. Good, good. that I get to, it's been a while since I've, I've hit a list. So I'm hoping that this puts me back on top. So we'll see. Oh, right on. Well, we'll do what we can. <laughs> yes. yes. We saw that, I saw that actually on Facebook. I saw that um, book talk or TikTok that you shared um, yeah. where she was pulling out the necklace. I think that was it, oh, right? Yeah. Like a black dress. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> That was the necklace. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And it has significance in the story. So that's, oh. I love that. When I unboxed it, I didn't even know they were putting that in there. And so when I did my unboxing, I was like, what is this? I mean, it's like a velvet, you know, necklace box. And then you see it and it's this teardrop shaped, um, you know, diamond with uh, diamonds around it. And it's got this, it's on a really nice straight like snake chain. It's beautiful. Nice. Really the nicest piece of jewelry I own. Let's just <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's awesome. That, that is just that that is just beautiful. Just to have like to unbox that. And I um you know I'm envious of those who receive those boxes because it's like oh because one it comes with the book and um I'm definitely one who will be pre-ordering that book <laughs> and looking forward to it. So thank you so much, Gina, for joining us. And for our listeners and viewers, if you have your own shelled book story, because if you are a writer, definitely you will encounter that, you know, that part of the writing life that you might have to shelve a book, you can actually email us your story at shelledbook bookspodcast at gmail.com and we might read it here on the podcast also if we like your story a lot we will we might even have you on as a guest here like we have gina and um we are so excited for what else you have in store for the readers gina we are your readers and we are so excited and ecstatic for this new book that is coming out Yes. Sharing your story with us. And we are just totally blown away. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was the Shelf Books Podcast, another fantastic episode. We are your hosts, Angie, Christy, and Kate. And we will see you again here back here next week, Thursday. Uh, Our episodes drop at 8 a.m. so that you can pre-download them for your weekend listening um, pleasure. And we will see you again here next week. Remember, keep writing. Bye. Bye. (laughs) And that was another episode of the Shelved Books Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until the next one, stay safe. Read more, write more, and continue to be at your creative best. The world is waiting, and so are we.